Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. All right, everybody, welcome back to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm so excited today we get to talk with another one of our outgoing missionaries, Brenner Shepherd. Brenner is the son of Mike and Cindy Shepherd. He fits number two um, of eight children, and he has always loved sports, guitar, and loves being with his family. So, Brenner, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about family in Lakeshore. You were obviously born and raised in Lakeshore, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, tell everybody where you live in Lakeshore, just to give them an idea of where your family sits. Yep. Um, I live across from the egg farm, um, right next to the Muslake building. Not that hard to miss. Big building with Muslake across the top of it. Um, son to Mike and Cindy Shepherd, um, my grandparents, Bud and Elaine. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's where he fits. Yeah. So, if you know the Shepherds... Well, if you live in Lakeshore, you know the Shepherds. So... Yes. Um, so that's where he fits, just for all of our listeners to kind of uh, get an idea of him and his family. So let's talk a little bit about growing up on an egg farm. What is the earliest memory that you have with the egg farm? Just being a little, a little kid in Lakeshore, what did it look like when you were little, like the egg farm? Because Muscle Egg wasn't, it wasn't a thing when you were tiny, yeah, tiny. Yeah, there was no Muscle Egg. Yeah, so tell me kind of in terms of your eyes what you've seen change with the egg farm just from a kid's point of view? Um, I'll be honest, my memory of childhood is not the best, but I definitely do remember. I mean, the difference between then and now is, um, I mean, especially like the quality of buildings and the amount of buildings, right? Like when I, I remember we'd go back out in the old buildings and we'd get a load of chickens. We get the chickens twice a year. You go out, we go out on a Wednesday pull the chickens out of the crates, put them in their cages, move on to the next, and you know, you'd get the new coop full of chickens. And then, like, that was pretty much the only work that I had done when I was, like, really young. You know, I can't, I, I can't go out and do a whole bunch of stuff other than ride with my dad in the tractor. But Right. So, yeah, and then it went from that to now the newest building that we have is one of the biggest buildings I've ever seen, especially out here. I mean, it's massive. It fits, I don't know half a million chickens it's it's crazy so I don't know the growth is the growth from then to now is astounding you could say yeah yeah at what point did muscle egg start like do you remember what age you kind of were um I don't I don't remember what age I was I do remember when I started doing muscle egg um originally it was my mom my aunt and another her name's Marlene. Yeah, yeah, okay. We were, uh, they, those three wake up early mornings. That's when we do muscle leg. We used to do it really early morning, like 4.30 in the morning. And they needed help. So me and my brother, McLean, would switch off every other week. Wake up on Saturday morning at 4.30. Go over and do muscle leg for three or four hours or however long it takes. And then come back and go to bed. And, Dang. and then it would be, you know, when it's not your turn, you're... Sitting in bed, grateful, you're like, I have to wake up and go, but no, nah, it wasn't, it was, 
so yeah, that's probably when I first remember like it being a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely changed from having like the little store to like not having a store. And yeah, that's another thing. We used to sell, like it used to actually be a store. We used to sell stuff out of it, and then we. I mean, I think it got to a point where we just kind of couldn't support that anymore. As the business grew and stopped selling eggs out of the front, especially when COVID hit. Yeah. And so yeah, that's another big change that happened. What do you feel like, as a whole? I mean, you're you're just barely leaving on a mission. Eighteen. 19. 19. 19 last week. Okay. So 19 years old. What do you feel like to this point in your life, being raised on a farm, what do you feel like has been the greatest life lesson for you? Like what if, if you were to walk away from the farm tomorrow and never come back, what do you feel like you could pinpoint as like, wow, I'm so glad I learned that being raised that way? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is hard work will never let you down. Mm. Um, especially with my dad. I mean, I don't think there's a harder worker on the planet than my dad. And so watching him, I've seen all the things he's done. And that's the biggest life lesson I've learned from him and from the farm. Even though sometimes I don't do it as much as I should, that's like hard work is, I don't know, I think it's one of the most important attributes I think a person can have. Yeah. And I think too, like, when you literally were like born and raised on a farm, you don't know any different. And so I think that those types of people in terms of like move-ins, right? Um, it kind of is just bred into who you are, yeah. right? Like you look back, shepherds goes back generation to generation. That's just who they were. That's who they are and will continue to be is people that, that work hard that try to be self-sufficient, that try to provide opportunities for their kids to learn those lessons. So I love that. Sometimes as a kid, you don't appreciate it. Yeah, it's, I mean. <laughs> but I, I think I'll, moving yeah, forward. I don't, I don't work as much as I probably should, but it's definitely, it's, I think it's really important. It is. It is. I love that. Um, okay, so let's, um, let's talk a little bit about your family. Um, growing up, in your house, if, if a stranger was to walk in at any given moment, what does the shepherd home look like through Brenner's eyes? What would I see? Well, it's changed a lot over the years because when I was young, I mean, obviously there have been additions every two years from when <laughs> I was young to four years ago. That's how my youngest brother is. And, you know, when we were when we were young, it was like, all outside, you know, so if you walked in the house at that point, probably wouldn't see anybody because me and, me and McLean were always, you know, we'd hanging out outside. And then as we got older, it started to get, it's, it's chaotic, but it's pretty fun. Um, at this point, it's a lot of football. Yes. So, you know, if somebody walks in my house, especially right now, it's football season. There's my little brother. That's his favorite thing in the world. He's just running around throwing the football to himself and, you know, my Lawson, who's the fourth youngest, is probably getting ready to go to football or basketball or some sort of sport. And so it's it's a chaotic energy, but it's like a good energy. Yes. Oh, the best kind of energy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Is there a certain sibling that you feel like, for some reason, you're just extra connected to? Um, right now, it's McLean. I think that's just because of, like, how close we are. Well... For most of my life, it's been McLean. I think right now it'd probably be Lawson because McLean's out on his mission, so I don't talk to him. 
as much as much I you know I talk to him once a week and and we still are really close and that the probably like six months to a year before he left on his mission is when we really like got to that point um, of like how close we are today and then once he left it was it started to be like I turned into the McLean for Lawson yeah like so to speak so, so what is it about yours and McLean's relationship that you feel like just has really created that unique bond? Like, is there something specific about McLean that you you really look up to? Or is there, what is that? Um, I mean, he's very nice. He's very hardworking. But he's also very disciplined. Mm. And in a lot of aspects, I think people would say me and him are complete opposite. Even though most people think we look the same. I disagree. We, I think we look completely different. And in a lot of aspects, we're like opposite of each other. But, you know, for some reason, it's just like, you know, we like we like joking together. We like hanging out with each other. Even though we have completely separate things that we enjoy doing, it's just, I don't know, he's my brother. It's yeah, like, there's just a brotherhood there. Yeah. What do you feel like now that, now that you and McLean had that really close relationship and he's now serving a mission, what do you feel like now you want to make sure that you teach Lawson? Now that you're the older brother in, that, in those shoes, what do you feel like now that you were on the other side, McLean kind of helped you, what do you want to help Lawson with? Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of what, he's just, Lawson is different than all of us. Um, because like the, the bond that me and him, him have are, it's, it's different and it's like hard to describe. Um, me and him mostly like bond over sports, obviously. And so like, I've come to see that side of him and He's crazy competitive. He wants to win. You can see it in him. And I love that about him because I love people who are like willing to, to win but like work for it. And they're willing to like put it all out there. Yeah. For that. And so that's like with football, that's that's what me and him, that's kind of like our thing is like sports, basketball, football. I coach him. I go to all of his games. That's that's like our thing. I love that. And it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody needs someone that they can look up to. And I bet if Lawson was sitting here, like that's who you are for him. He's yeah. been able to watch you, you know, go through high school and see you play your sports and him be able to watch just like, oh, that's my brother, you know. And so I do think that's really cool. Yeah, you know? there's, there's definitely things about myself that I wish that I hope he does not take from me. But, <laughs> There are, there's other things that, that like, I want to be for him, right? Like, I want to be, like, that mentor for him, or I want to yes. be that person that shows him that if you work hard or, you know, if you give something like football all of your time, you can, you can go somewhere with it. Yeah. Well, I love that. What do you think, um, looking back, being raised um, by your parents – what were ways or little things that happened in your home that your parents tried really hard to bring the spirit or to teach you about the gospel? What, what comes to mind? What happened in the shepherd home or um, still continues yeah, to? Yeah, 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 it still continues to happen. I think one of the, the biggest things is it's like us understanding that these are our siblings and like this is like our family, right? Like... Like, when we're younger, maybe we don't always understand it, or you sometimes you get in fights with your brother, and, you know, you say it's something stupid. You're like, man, I hate you. 
But then as you get older and like where I am right now, I get to the point where it's like, I'd do anything to like have one of their backs. Like Lawson, I'd do anything for him to help him succeed in whatever he wants or for any of the other ones. You know, I really like pick on Lawson and McLean because those are the two close to me. But really it's any of them. Yeah. And that's, that's I think, one of the biggest things. It's like us understanding that we're a family and we want to be a family for forever. So like there's things that it leads into, there's things that we need to do so that we can stay a family for forever. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's cool. Um, okay, tell me, well, to, we'll be a little lighthearted for a second. Tell me your favorite favorite family tradition. Favorite family tradition. Um, we have a lot of them. Um, I, I, there's all like the stereotypical ones. Like, you know, we go to Thanksgiving, go to my, with, up to my grandma's down in Gunnison, you know, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Pajamas on Christmas Eve, that's always really fun. You know, we get together, our cousins come over. We always eat a lot of food. That's, I love, I love doing that. Um, yeah, I think, I think my favorite, like, traditions fall from the, you know, like, November to January 1st range. I know. It's all the, all the stuff that we do for Thanksgiving, except for family pictures. Other than family pictures, <laughs> the Thanksgiving day, we go down to my grandma's. Um, always make, we always make gingerbread houses and watch the Forgotten Carols. Oh. And that's, I love the Forgotten Carols. Dude, I love the Forgotten Carols. The Forgotten, it's, it's a great. It is. So speaking of this time of year, like, you know, you say it's like the greatest from Thanksgiving to January 1st. There is something so special. There is. About the Christmas season. And obviously we know why, right? Yeah. People are kinder, people are softer, and it all stems because of the Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Brenner, how do you feel his love? What does that look like or feel like in your life? Um, I think the biggest thing is through family, mm. uh, especially for my two parents. Um, I know not everybody's as blessed as I am to get uh, the two best parents in the world to you know, lead and guide and, and love me, you know, despite getting on their nerves quite often um so I think that's I think that's where I feel you know and how blessed I am that's how I, that's where I feel the Savior's love the most I just I think about like oftentimes especially when I'm praying there would be nights where I'm like I just need to be like thankful mm. for everything and like that's when I feel the best is when I'm just like thinking about all the like the blessings that we have like my dad how hard he works to so, like, not only we can have all these things, but, like, you know, we can do fun things. And, and for how hard my mom works to, to keep everything, like, together, I don't know. It's just, it's, that's, that's what comes to my mind. That's, like, the best. Yeah. How do you feel like you came to know him? At what point in your life, I think this part's really important, I think, for the podcast. Because there is a lot of youth yeah. that listen to the podcast. At what point did you feel like... You had your own desire to want to know who Jesus Christ was or even if his gospel was true. Well, I think I think the it really happened in high school. And I think there's a part in everybody's life that takes place when you go from like a child to more of an adult where you realize that there's a few things 
in life that really matter that's like one your physical health your mental health god and there's a there's like a switch that gets flipped at some point where it's like these are the things that are going to mean the most to me when i'm like 70 years old mm. like when i'm 70 or 80 or like when i'm however old like the most three like the three most important things are going to be god my family my health mm. and oftentimes there's a lot of people who get lost in like high school especially over like friends oh do i have friends am i likable am i fun to be around i need to do this i need to do that i need to wear this and so i think there was a point where i just realized like that stuff doesn't matter it doesn't matter and it's not going to matter and like these people that you think are your friends they're not going to be your friends and that happened to me after high school right because well if i want to elaborate on that more all my friends were seniors when I was a junior right so they graduate they go to college they go on missions and now I'm a senior and it feel like I have friends but it feels like I don't because I go from like hanging out every night going out every night to like just being at my home really only focusing on football and like once football's over it feels like you have like I feel I didn't feel like I had nothing but like in school you're kind of just waiting those like four months until school's over because there's nothing else to do like your senior year. So that's, it's times like that when I really realized like the most important things to me needed to change. Wow, what a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.